Hey everybody, welcome to an episode of the Formed and Sent podcast from the week of September 23rd, 2019. It has been a while since our last episode and I am so sorry for that. That's totally on me. Uh, this episode has been sitting in the pipeline for uh, about a month and a half now. Um, but every time I go to actually edit and record uh, this bit of intro and some other things, uh, it has not been a great acoustic environment. The band's been practicing, or youth group's been here, or uh, something else has been going on. And so uh, I apologize for that gap. And that may have been particularly frustrating for some of you who listened to the last episode because it was part one of a two-part conversation that Matt and Michael and I had all about our uh, reflections and our experience at the Acts 29 global gathering that took place back in July. So uh, if you don't remember what we even talked about, maybe you listened to it, maybe you didn't, I will make sure that I put a link to that episode in this episode's show notes. You can find that easily, but we are going to pick up uh, just talking about our uh, our personal reflections, the, the impact maybe that the conference had on us personally, pastorally, some of the takeaways that we had from the conference and how that might spill over into uh, the way that we lead the village and our hopes for the village as well. Uh, if you would like to, to learn a little bit more about the village, feel free to find us online at myvillagechurch.com. And guys, if you have any questions at all that you would like us to address, if you have topics or things that you would like us to speak into, uh, please let us know. We hope to be able to do some more regular episodes or at least more frequent episodes um, in the near future. And so so if there are some things that you would like us to, to talk about in particular, you can either get in touch with us personally if you have that information, or uh, you can just email info at myvillagechurch.com. We will get those and we would love uh, to address whatever it is that you would like us to talk about. So uh, all that being said, guys, I hope that this episode is helpful. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy. We are X29, and so we want to see churches planted. We want to see them planted in all kinds of places for all people in all situations and circumstances. We want to serve those who plant. We want to resource those who plant. We want to help the seed become established. But what if we got to water it, nurture it, and watched with bated breath as the Lord provides the growth. What if the darkness was invaded and gospel bridgeheads established which penetrated deep into enemy terrain? What if we sank wells? What if we raised children, fed families, gave hope, showed joy, displayed love, and watched as light was dispersed as far as the eye of faith could see? What if all of this happened as churches were being planted among the whoever, wherever, and whenever. What if we got to see the unthinkable, not only thought, but done? What if we saw the unbelievable not merely believed, but performed? What if the earth blossomed and bloomed with gospel fruit as Eden was reestablished wherever Christ's name was proclaimed? What if Disciples were made as sinners were made into disciples. What if we got to see singles placed in families and the homeless find a place of refuge? What if we got to witness the hungry enjoy a banquet of grace at the table of the blessed and the thirsty 
guzzle at the fountain of God's free mercy. What if the sovereign Lord established a people for himself in the nooks and crannies of every community? What if he revealed his glory to them and displayed his glory through them? What if new churches were built in every existing city on earth? What if there were cities without walls and cities into which the guilty run to find refuge from the avenger and find forgiveness for their sins? What if there were cities without exploitation in which no poor could be found, for there was sweet and generous equality? What if these cities were places where the aged could walk without fear and the young embraced without suspicion? Wouldn't these cities be set on a hill? as we shone like stars in the universe? What if we knew nothing of geographical boundaries and cared even less about national pride? What if we heeded afresh the directives of our king and went to the nations? What if we laid our lives on a line and placed all of our resources at his disposal? What if we took our time, our money, our homes, our affections and invested them into the kingdom of God? Wouldn't there be such an eternal return on that investment that it will fuel our joy for a million years? Wouldn't it be sweet to savor those what ifs becoming a delectable what is to the glory of God? The truth is, we are seeing churches planted, planted in all kinds of places among all kinds of people in all circumstances and situations. We're serving those who plant, and we're resourcing them too. We are X-29. This is our opportunity. This is our God-gifted moment. This is our privilege. And this is our joy. Anything in terms of impact on, on you pastorally or maybe like takeaways, things that you kind of walked away from those four or five days together, like just being reminded of or, or things that you want to bring back even to your work and ministry or the village here, anything like that? I think one of the things in Second Timothy that, that Paul talked about to Timothy was that it's going to be tough. You know, like I think in our flesh, we would prefer it to be like a, an easy ride, you know, mm-hmm. being able to see people come to Christ and being able to just be a part of the highlights of a church and not have to wade through some of the, the tougher things, yeah. brokenness and sin and mistrust and all that. And so like to see pastors there in their 60s and 70s worshiping God together and declaring God is still good, mm-hmm. that they're still there serving faithfully and enjoying, and they get to even tell us, and, and Paul tells us in, you know, in 2 Timothy, how to be able to stand firm to to. Keep the shore in line, as you both said, to have this bigger picture of what we were working towards was really refreshing for me. It was an example to me of you know, these guys in the room, and we got to listen to them and learn from them. And then to see them affirm and just worship God through the hard times. Um, we went, went through a hard time last year. We were in a healthy spot this year, but many churches there were not in good spots. And to see pastors come there and just be able to still declare that God is good and to sing and to, to raise their voices and lift their hands, still declare that amongst... Mm-hmm hurt and brokenness and not even knowing if they're going to get, you know, have a job tomorrow, if, if their church is how they're doing is, is crazy. And so that was a blessing to see that. I felt like strengthened through that. And, um, it was, it was good. 
Yeah, that's great. Anything for you? Yeah, I, just that, the charge to stand <laughs> firm and like just the emphasis on faithfulness, which is, it's just spurring. Uh, there's probably an analogy about like an ember of a flame being inside of us and like, you know, that over time just mm-hmm. like fades and mm-hmm. loses its warmth and and that happens with everything, with with marriage if you're not careful, and mm-hmm. with anything else, and and with you know serving within the church and all those things, and it's just like a big like wind that fans that flame yep. that just brings you back, like re-energize and just like ah, not that we were ready to quit yep. or anything like that, but there are people undoubtedly in the room that were no doubt ready yep. to quit, and and maybe they did, and and maybe they were spurred to just. Man, just keep pressing on. It's worth yeah. it, you know. And yeah. so, I just think that through the text and, and through the preaching of Second Timothy, just that like faithfulness. And then, for me, very personally, just seeing preachers, um, the best in the world. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? Like just some random, <clears throat> yeah, some random dudes that you never heard of in your life, speaking with a little bit of an accent or maybe in an entirely different language. Yeah, open up the word <clears throat> and just, I mean, just just slay. just slay it. I mean, in a way that you're like, like I'm I'm spurred in my faith, but I'm also impressed. <laughs> you know? yeah. And so like as, as, a, as preachers and as a preacher, it's like, that's challenging. Cause you know, we always want to grow. Mm-hmm. We always, I'm sure musically, mm-hmm. uh, maybe you're not going to sing in, you know, Mauian or yeah. whatever language it was, <laughs> yeah. but, but you're, you're challenging well, yeah, those ways. And, and Scott, like, honestly, even as like a, uh, a moderator and like just setting, you're just like, as you see the, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. honestly, like yeah. those things are encouraging parts of the thing to me. Yeah. And so I'm not minimizing your role. <laughs> I'm gonna cry after I turn the microphone. And Scott, as an MC, you must have surely been encouraged. But I mean, like, just seeing all of it come together. We know about your encouragement. <laughs> we know what that's like. We felt it. Oh, that's the form and sin off the record. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that later. Um, no, but just like just all of it, just like challenging me to to trust more, but then to do what I do as yeah. well as I can. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that was, I think Alistair Begg was up to, like, preach the plenary sessions, like, to do the second, and he couldn't make it, didn't want to do it, I don't know, I don't know what happened there, but, like, he's he didn't do it. Um, and, like we said, Matt Chandler wasn't there, yep. and so, like, it it was local pastors that you've never heard of, but, yeah, like, it was, really it was great, like, to hear preaching from people from around the world who are just doing what we do, you know, mm-hmm. like, it was just really encouraging, and... Like it was, it was Jesus. I mean, Jesus is the thing that mm-hmm. like shone through like yeah. in their sermons. Like that was, that was the the cool thing about it is like everything pointed to Christ, and mm-hmm. um, that was just yeah, so encouraging. I love that. Uh, you mentioned older pastors. The, the two oldest pastors in the network, Ray Wortland and Sam um, so, Storms, uh, both have informed even mm-hmm. this podcast. You know, like yeah. many many yeah. times theologically and pastorally. But seeing these two men um, just like a picture of faithfulness, mm-hmm. enduring longevity. They didn't have a network. They didn't have, it, it didn't look like this, yeah. but they've been doing the same thing yeah. and, and just like projecting forward 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 years and saying, what does it look like for, you know, my friendships or, or our mm-hmm. relationship or to, to have, to have like not finished the race, but mm-hmm. like taken most of the steps towards finishing mm-hmm. the race and, and Ray's uh, retiring soon, and, and yeah. just like, man, what is that for me? Just to see the picture of it yeah. relationally, and the joy that comes from the work that they get to do was 
just that for for my heart to say, gosh, I, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. I want to finish yeah. the race, you know. And for yeah. Ray, as he's retiring, like, gosh, it's not just a job for him. Like he literally talked about, well, he's retiring, air quotes, from being a pastor, but he still has ministry mm-hmm. that he's looking forward to after that. Day yep. next day, boom, he has you yep. know stuff that he is involved in and doing and sandstorms as well. And so it's it's amazing to see just yeah, it's not like hit sixty and retire. And you know, kick back on an island. It's right. it's like, gosh, no, like I'm doing this, maybe in a paid position, maybe not. But then, after you again step out of that, you're still doing ministry. It's it's yeah. a lifestyle for them and a passion, which is really neat to see. So you're saying Excellent. the end game is not collecting seashells? Well, not necessarily. Okay. Not right. Someone not should right. write a sermon about. It. Thanks, thanks, John Piper. <laughs> Look it up, um, John Piper. Seashells. Seashells. Should be encouraged. I think I was just I was made aware of like <clears throat> how petty I can be sometimes about hmm. certain things, like, and just how I, I think I hold God's worship hostage sometimes because of either like ideas that I think are wrong or stupid that people say or like or attitude you know just mm-hmm. to be frank like they're just there are so well, many things that, say, like, Scott? I'm that, that I'm sinful and wicked um, no just I think seeing those older guys and then being around people from all over the planet mm-hmm. you know that are so different and yet we have so much in common and um, it like trivializes uh a lot of the crap that like makes noise, I think mm-hmm. in my head and my heart. And so like just the, since I've been back and, and even a couple of times while we were there, it was like sensing like frustration and agitation about like things mm-hmm. and just realizing that like in those moments I wasn't worshiping God. Mm-hmm. Like I was letting those things get in the way yeah. of me giving thanks and giving, giving praise to God. And it's like, he's due praise and worship no matter what this yeah. person over here says, you know? Um, and so like, just being mindful of that mm-hmm. and and realizing that has been like convicting. It's not doesn't feel good to be made aware of those things, but at the same time, like I think of the seasons that um, you know that we go through, and, and I think right now in the last few months has been a season of like mixed stuff. Mm-hmm. So whereas like <clears throat> last year was like just kind of tough. I feel like like there's a lot of people we've said goodbye to, and then we've also said hello to a number of people, and there's been. Yeah stuff and ministry like that hasn't like that we've kind of let go and then there's been new stuff that's Mm -hmm. popped up and new and so like it's been this weird like mix of stuff and i think like god just saying like you know what this is life Mm -hmm. and you can you can talk about seasons all you want to but like life is just a mix of stuff you know and you can either wait for seasons to pass before you start worshiping me and being faithful or you can just do it now like i just like like i'm owed right and like i've given you the freedom to do um and so, like, yeah, I don't know. That was just personally, like, one of the things that I think God was just kind of sifting my mm-hmm. heart through or whatever right. in those few days. Yeah, in terms of, like, maybe impact on the bills, like, is there anything else, like, being spurred to preach better, being a better MC, uh, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. Like, I don't know, <laughs> things that we, like, bring back to the village, um, mm-hmm. any, like, tangible impact or anything like that that, you know, folks might see because yeah. of our trip away or anything. Just to start into that and even maybe the transition, I know this isn't like from the Bible, but yeah. generally healthy pastors lead healthy churches. Mm-hmm. And I think for us, we, each of us in some same ways and some different ways, we're made healthier because of that time. Yeah. And I think each of us come back looking forward to like diving in, you know, loving people, sharing the gospel, doing the things that we do, emceeing or whatever that be, to be able to uh, just invigorated, you know, yeah. kind of emboldened to do that for the right reasons again, it's keeping the shore in mind. And so I think yeah. certainly you might not be able to quantify that in some way, but we are looking forward to being here. Yeah, so for sure. It, and that will have an effect then on the ministries we get to, to help with and serve and oversee. 
Totally. Uh, prefatory caveat: the MCs were awesome. All right. No, that's why I said that. So <laughs> I'm not minimizing Scott's role down to that of an MC. I'm saying one of the one of the most encouraging things were just the the candor and the yeah. humility of those yeah. that went. That was a big deal. Um, now, now we can move. On. <laughs> uh, I I agree with that. I think it's not like oh that thing oh yeah. you know we took it there and now we're bringing it back you know check out this new toy, but it's it's that that time helps. Gosh, it increases increases health within our marriage. Mm-hmm. It increases help health within our camaraderie and mm-hmm. uh, you know collectively. It helps us fight drift. It it renews our humility. Yeah. You know, and, mm-hmm. and if you ever thought you're something, you know, it's such a great opportunity to think that you're not. Yeah. You know, and so, and all those things then spill out into warmth, and and they just recenter us, which is why we gather with the church every single week. Yeah. All right, and it's just you know great for us to be in a different context to be re. I mean, it's nothing new. Mm-hmm. It's just here's some news, and here's how it changes you. And so mm-hmm. for me, it's it's just like a uh, another tool to help us walk in humility being centered mm-hmm. on the things that matter for the rest of our days, you know? Yeah. And so that's how it helps. <laughs> Absolutely. I think one more small thing is, so like Michael said, we're not going to come back and just change everything. But that wasn't the purpose of it. But I think for me, mm-hmm. and even seeing music as just one tangible example, it, it helps when I kind of break out of the box for a second and see something different. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm here every Sunday, I think it's quality and good. Certainly we can grow in areas, but like to see something different helps me to just, Oh, you know, like the, it could look different, or the way we're doing it is not the only way. And so seeing what they did, songs, the, the creativity, styles, it doesn't mean we're going to do all that here, but it, it is like refreshing to just see a new way in which it works and it's done in other churches' worship. And so that was life-giving in a sense that we need to take some creativity back with us to just be mindful to try other things or mm. to, to step out and, and do this or whatever. So yeah. that was helpful. Absolutely. Yeah, there was a... Um, referenced him earlier uh one of the pastors sergio from brazil uh he was like gosh pastor law lawyer is that how you say it michael law lawyer he Not practiced lawyer, lawyer <laughs> oh so he's a lawyer okay um yeah lawyer uh lawyer uh he's the was just appointed to like a lifetime position as the secretary of human rights for the whole country of brazil um, not Brazil County in it, Texas. Not Brazil, the Indiana. The country like, of Brazil. No, Brazil. Like, yeah, the country. Um, and so just him talking about what that's like and, and even like some of the political um, atmosphere and, uh, you know, environment or whatever of Brazil. And um, just just his role as like mm-hmm. a, a faithful, a biblically faithful pastor um, also sitting down across the table from groups of people who see the world very differently mm-hmm. and, and saying like, like, yeah, w- we don't see the world eye to eye. And so I, I'm not going to affirm some of the things that you mm-hmm. do. And yet, my goodness, if you don't like, I, I'm going to, I'm going to fight to make sure that you are safe mm-hmm. and that when you're walking down the street, you don't have to worry about someone coming after you. Or if there's any of that, like just hearing, I, I just can't imagine the weight and the tension that he feels. And so like, you know being being a, a, a local pastor not yeah. quite <laughs> at the the uh the the level is the wrong word but not, like not in terms quite. of the influence yeah. um that he has like not quite there uh and as somebody who like majored in public administration poli sci like yet not quite at the role of having a lifetime appointment to some cabinet position 
um, just seeing like someone who's yeah just walking and holding mm-hmm. that tension together was just I don't know that was for me personally just like really encouraging and mm-hmm. man I, I I want to have a church that like that does that not not just the pastors but the people you know to be able to walk and speak with people who mm-hmm. don't see the world as they do who are on different political spectrums or worldviews from them and and able to be firm and like, gosh, like I'm, I'm convicted about this thing. And yet, my goodness, if you don't think I love you, like I'm going to fight tooth and nail to make sure that you are protected and safe and all those things. And so, and they may not even like that, but, but to love and serve people like and lead people like Jesus, like I want a church that does that. And so there might be some fruit from that tangibly at some point down the road here in the village, but, um, still like praying and thinking through that. But yeah, that's for me. Like I just, yeah, I was stirred by that. Um, and want to see the church do that. Yeah. Not that he's perfect, but to see someone who holds culture and biblical theology side by side and seeing it merged, not merged, but held together. Well, yeah. Like that was, it was beautiful. Yeah. So he didn't sleep for the first month. (laughs) He literally said that he like didn't sleep at all. Like three or four weeks. How tough is that? But man. So yeah, that was something for me that was just particularly like spurring. I think. Is there stuff in terms of like, man, so we know that Acts 1 is a single issue family about planting church, planting churches. Uh, really the, the only true members in Acts 29 are those lead pastors and planters. Um, and yet the, the, the church as a whole, the churches that are, are, are part of or affiliated with Acts 29, like, man, we are, we are in it and we are the ones who are who are doing the church planting as well. Like we're the ones who are doing the work, you know? And so how, what's it look like for people of the village to be involved with Acts 29? Whether that is like, you know, underneath the umbrella or maybe that's in alignment with what it's all about. Um, I think Michael has a lot of great ways he's going to talk about for me, but when we talked before, I'm just setting the stage. Wow. Right quick, Mike. I can't wait. Matt, can you hurry up? I want to get to Michael's I'm nervous. But one of the things we did talk about together was just that as Acts 29 is a, is a all about churches, planting healthy churches, that each of us, as we carry weight, member, new person, whatever it is, pastor, deacon, all that, gets to be mindful of the fact that we're not building something that the goal is not to like build something here that stays mm-hmm. and just grows. The, the goal for us, and that's hard for me because I, you know, I see people leave. And I'm like, Ugh. but for me to be challenged and for us as a church to be mindful that our goal is not hoard, but to send out. It's not to hoard friendships and community group. It's not to hoard talent. If we talk like that from the stage or from whatever, or from who serves not to hoard leaders or, but to be able to then say, gosh, I'm thankful for the time we had with this person or that thing and to be then thinking how can I use that in another context outside of the church planting a church somewhere but those are the things that I think that's like a mind shift that we want people to be able to think through and, and live out yeah all of that it's good what are what are all your great answers Michael I would I can't wait here's my Matt, Matt really Matt really undersold what you're about to do well you've seen the fireworks now it's time for the show uh, no, how can the whole church participate next week? One, I would say first, like you do and you have yeah. uh, without even knowing yeah. it. And yeah. and that's certainly, you know, like we said, we give contribute financially towards church planting. Um, but like the, the common saying is like, Acts 29, as much as they're about church planting, Acts 29 doesn't plant churches. Churches plant churches. Right. And so with that mentality, your, uh, your, 
perspective and your investment in, in this local church. And I, I can't even tell you, uh, I, I literally couldn't tell you, but the, the amount of investment that because you challenge me and you challenge us to be healthier and you challenge us, you help us uh, be healthier in, in the way that we conduct our own lives and in the way that we lead this church and the way that you serve and, and all those things, we, we actually do in a very relational way get to help other churches. We get to receive benefit mm-hmm. from them, mm-hmm. but we also get to like invest benefit in, and maybe it's, you know, like kicking around organizational stuff or it's just being uh, good friends or maybe it's coaching for a season or maybe it's w- whatever it is. And so your contribution to being a healthy church member mm-hmm. helps us come alongside other churches. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that's been the case uh, real practically. Um, I'm guessing if you're social network savvy, then this is hopefully maybe already a part of your life. But if not, um, you can follow X29. Uh, one, just click on their website, x29.com, and just read, figure out what they're about. But but just follow uh, some of the key players and and follow other pastors mm-hmm. um, that are part of the network. And and man, this is crazy talk, but. I just can't imagine how encouraging it would be if, if you prayed for them mm-hmm. um, and and let them know it. Mm-hmm. Hey, like you'll never know me. I'm you might be from somewhere across the world, but I know you're an X29 church planter. We're part of an X29 church. I prayed for you today. Like I just I would love to receive information like that from someone I didn't know. And so, yeah. real practically, um, also they're doing like a campaign right now in terms of raising funds, in particularly for the underfunded churches. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like a thousand for a thousand. Uh, so they want a thousand people to contribute a thousand dollars over the next year. Maybe you can write a check today for a thousand dollars, and that's nothing for you. Uh, and maybe you can, you know, give however much a month or whatever over the next twelve months. But you can you can help fund that. And so we encourage you to do that. And Scott, maybe you can put in the link uh, or in the uh, yeah, whatever, or whatever. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah uh, links to that. Um, be a healthy church member and and live in such a way that values the scriptures and sees the nature of multiplication in the scriptures. So as you're increasingly informed, certainly about the network, about how churches function, how they multiply, like live with a with a multiplying culture among you that that aims to multiply disciples, that aims to multiply groups, that aims mm-hmm. to multiply uh, churches. And so as you do that, that helps us multiply churches, which mm-hmm. also helps benefit the fruit of the network, which we want to plant churches that plant churches. Yeah. So it took us 10 years to do that, and maybe it takes us another 10 years. Um, and, you know, we're still fanning the flame and coming alongside Cedar City mm-hmm. and David, but we want to plant more churches. And, look, we want Cedar City to plant churches. Yeah. And so it doesn't end there. So um, as you become informed and bear that weight, mm-hmm. gosh, it, it just helps us. It helps the network. So. Absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, similar to the thousand and a thousand, I know that, uh, church in Hard Places, which is the collaborative of churches that um, are trying to be planted or they want to be planted in uh, like poor of the poor, really rough areas throughout the world. Um, I believe they have uh, like a sponsorship program up now for uh, those who are apprentices in that program to become pastors, church planters down the road. So you can actually sponsor a particular person um, in that. And so I can hunt down a link and try to find that. Throw that in there as well. Um, anything would help for that. Uh, yeah, I mean, what you guys said in terms of having like not a horde mentality, mm-hmm. but a ascending mentality, um, and that that means not just for other people, letting other people in your life go, mm-hmm. um, but for you to realize that you've been sent as well, and so to let go of your time and to let go of your 
yeah, your schedule, your money, your expectations, and to be about the work of discipleship yeah. at some point in your day or your week um, to make that a priority. Mm-hmm. Um, that is how you get to contribute to the Great Commission, like to to make the the most common denominator for anybody that follows Jesus. Like that's what we get to do. But certainly, you know, be informed about the network. Um, pray for us. Pray for the other pastors in the network. Pray for the the leaders. Um, in X29 who are trying to make things happen, uh, participating global go stuff. I mean, that's a great way to be up close and personal to church planting efforts and, and why we link arms with like Mitch and those guys in the Mm -hmm. first place is because of Jesus and then Mm -hmm. through X29. And so if you're interested in that, um, would Michael would love to chat with you about that initiative. Um, yeah, I mean, there's lots of ways that you can do that support and love the local church. Um, I mean, as the, the primary means for God's mission to spread, mm-hmm. like just be committed to the local church, um, mm-hmm. whether that is ours or a different one. Um, if you, if you decide to go to a different one besides ours, please let us know, uh, <laughs> and maybe have a conversation with us, uh, but to be committed to a local church, um, because man, like at parachurch stuff is great, but, um, the local church is what Jesus like established. Uh, that's what he like Paul put meat and bones on for uh, the legacy and the future um, disciple making disciples that would come after him or whatever to today and so yeah to be a part of that uh yeah there's all a million different things we could say there but uh, just to maybe kind of close out conversation stuff like is there anything so Michael you talked earlier about like there's the global family there's the Midwest network here in uh, America and then there's the the Ohio River region, and mm-hmm. there's the Cincinnati area stuff. Is there any, like, is there any way, or is there anything that you're hoping to see maybe out of the, the more local, um, you know, Acts 29 networks, collaboratives, areas, all that stuff? Like, is there anything that you're hoping to see out of, I don't know, over the next year or two maybe? Yeah, um, I mean, I think one just huge thing that's been helpful is just some tangible connections. And so, as with anything, there's transition and leadership and all kinds of stuff, which makes obstacles and but uh, over the last I think probably the last year um, uh, Kurt Hanna down in Missio Day in Cincinnati he's our regional director and then um, Michael Clary at Christ the King down in Cincinnati he's like the area um, director leader something like that uh, area he's the area guy and so they've been having uh, quarterly pastor coffees which that just alone is like a tangible opportunity to come together and so for me that's been an encouragement otherwise then you're just kind of you know, eh, like shooting out of text or, or whatever. And so those things have been encouraging. Another thing that we've talked about um, historically is like sharing the pulpit. And I know I've preached uh, a couple other guys' churches and, and um, they preached here as well. But I, I'm getting to do that in um, September uh, or October and November. And so like I think locally I would love to have other guys come in and preach you know, maybe in the next year, mm-hmm. um, as I have the privilege to do that in their context, I would love to have them come. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, that's where it's, you know, I'm not going to have somebody from the West Coast probably come. But, like, the, the area is, I mean, we love those guys and we trust them. And we would love for you to get to know that X29 is, uh, you know, has flesh and bones on it. So. Yeah. Love that, too. That's really good. Cool. Any final thoughts or anything um, from any of you guys at all around... Yeah, anything from the Global Gathering, stuff you just want to encourage the church with, challenge yeah. the church with? I would say what you're doing as a disciple, as a follower of Jesus, just day in, day out, um, it's so much bigger than 
what you can see in Hamilton, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Like, and and like to be clear, like all this has been about X twenty nine. We're not only about X twenty nine. Yeah, right. And so there's a ton of other networks and denominations and churches and, and just uh, autonomous churches doing their own thing uh, collectively, up, you know, by the spirit or, or whatever. And so, um, but just everything that you do to follow Jesus and to help others follow Jesus mm-hmm. is part of, of, of the Spirit's bigger work that happens today. And it's the same work that's been happening for like a long, long, long yeah. time since, mm-hmm. since the plan of rescue began to take shape. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just, that's a perspective that's, you know, it's, it's just a helpful perspective that what you're doing is just a tiny sliver painting a ginormous picture. And it's a beautiful mm-hmm. picture. And one day, like, we'll get to see it. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I hope that in the new heavens and new earth, we get to see how, um, you know, like, what, what we've been a part of yeah. has, like, built the kingdom. Yeah. You know? And um, just, yeah, I, uh, that's an encouragement to me, and I hope that it is to you. Mm-hmm. I'm not great with encouragements, though, so. That's true. You usually just tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Here's an encouragement. Uh, you need to dress differently. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say? That was before the podcast. We had a little incident, so that's why we keep referencing that. <laughs> incident. Michael's unique way of encouraging. People. <laughs> um, uh, we'll be mindful of prayer as well. I know that was mentioned earlier. Um, prayer for us. Prayer for the network. Prayer for some of the, the leaders that you might know of. You know, as Chandler and Timus and all those guys. Prayer for you know the hard places um, section of that. And gosh, like it, it might be. Do all that Michael said, sure, certainly, but like at the same time, just be mindful of how we might be able to pray for these groups, knowing that, God, well, it's just prayer, but no, it's not. It's, it's talking to the Father, asking for His grace on those people and, and these things, and, and it's huge. And so, as a, maybe even a place to start, be faithful and, and pray well. Yeah. Uh, man, if you, if you have um, aspirations of like wanting to plant a church or to be a part of that or... Um, just to even like to, to serve or minister within this church, the local church, like let us know um, because we would love to chat with you about Absolutely. what that looks like. And um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's our privilege and our joy that we get to do is like, this isn't about, it's not about Acts 29. At yeah. some point, Acts 29 will close, like Steve Timmis or mm-hmm. somebody after him will send the email like, ah, like our time has come or whatever. And hopefully that's not for a long time. And same thing is true about the village church yep. at some point. Like probably ain't gonna be here anymore, and so that's okay. Like we get to have loose hands around, you know, names and brands and all of that stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and it's all about Jesus and making disciples. And so, um, man, we would love to to talk with you if you have some desire to to take a next step mm-hmm. and uh, even just like trying to figure out what it looks like to disciple other people or leading something or all the way to planting a church. Like we want to be a part of. Uh, like Michael just said, like the long line of people since yep. you know Abraham, <laughs> of uh, being faithful to going places and doing things, and you don't know exactly what you're going to do or where you're going to go, mm-hmm. but God does, and so we get to be a part of establishing His people here, um, and what a privilege that we get to be it a is. part of that. So cool. Well, uh, man, I I think um, this episode will probably chop it into two um, for the sake of uh, people's listening pleasure and endurance. Um, one real one uh, last note is uh, we are working on the podcast or working on the podcast. We we're actually recording a podcast right now. In case you know, uh, we're working on the website uh, at the moment. We're going to be um, kind of giving it a facelift and moving some stuff over, or whatever. And so there is a chance that that will affect the uh, podcast feed. 
um, mm. with which you may use to actually listen to this if you have subscribed to us in any of the various platforms that are available to you. Um, so we will keep you posted on uh, any of those changes. If they happen down the road, there's a chance that we might have a, a sermon audio podcast feed mm-hmm. and a formed and sent and other miscellaneous mm-hmm. podcast feed. They still might be, who knows, but I uh, just wanted to give you a heads up that we're working on that stuff now um, and we will keep you posted in the future. But that way, faithful listeners get a heads up on what's coming down the road. So uh, yeah. We see that hand. Keep you in the loop. <laughs> Cool, guys. Uh, Thanks so much uh, for hanging with us, and uh, hopefully this was helpful to you in some way. Thanks again for letting us go uh, and be uh, just to be encouraged and refreshed by the Global Gathering by X29. So uh, thanks for listening. Hope this was helpful. We'll see you next time.